Welcome to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, professional fractional CMO for B2B companies and host of the podcast. I'm deeply committed to transforming the world through technology, one company at a time. So stick with me until the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest with just 15 to 20 minutes of your time. I'm glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to the CEO and Founder Magic podcast. I am thrilled today to have Janet Casey, president and founder of Marketing Doctor with me. Hi there. Hi, so glad to talk to you. We have a lot of shared interests and experience, um, and having women on the CEO and Founder Magic podcast is always a delight. So thanks for joining us, Janet. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved in advertising. I know you've had your company for 18 years, really amazing. So just tell us a little bit about how you got started and your journey. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sheila. I really appreciate being here. I love talking to CEOs and founders, especially ones who are aspirationally looking in that direction. And I especially love talking to other women, founders and CEOs. So thank you for being here. I mean, thank you for having me here on your show. Um, I got started, I, um, right out of college, I got um, a job with one of the broadcast television stations in our area. I worked for ABC and for NBC over the course of about 12 years. Mm -hmm. And I worked on the ad side. And I have to tell you, it was so much fun. I mean, Mm -hmm. I honestly, I have this princess problem where I feel like I really haven't worked a day in my life because Working in broadcast TV was a riot. And as a young professional, I, I learned so much being at a really busy, bustling TV station. And then owning my own agency and putting together the team that we have here and taking on these really big accounts and being a challenger agency um, has just sort of been mind blowing in terms of this career trajectory. Um, we've been really successful. We've, we, as women, you know, we're 80 to 90% women at any given time. We go into everything overprepared, ready to have to prove ourselves extra. And that's been a big key to our success. And I would, you know, give that advice to anybody out there, no matter who you are, is that you, you're hard to beat if you're overprepared. And these days with the media landscape and sort of the way it is right now, it's the wild west right now in media, cause there's a new platform every day and every quarter there's somebody coming up out of the woods and taking over um you know screen time share ad buy share um share voice influencers and it's very hard to keep up with in fact my friends that are cmo have really waved the white flag and said i can't manage this anymore by myself because i'm guessing And that's not a good position to be in, you know, when you're charged with these kinds of budgets. Yeah. When you're charged with spending the budget the most efficiently that you can. And, you know, sort of the questions about the economy right now and wondering what's going to happen going into fourth quarter and the biggest quarter of the year for retail and many other segments of the market. What are we going to do to make sure that we spend our money very cost efficiently? And you can't guess when you're doing that. You need real metrics. Mm hmm. So do you, does your agency mostly do B2B or B2C media buying? 
Well, that's an interesting question. We have a little bit of both, but I'd say the majority of our spend goes B to C, but we're really good with B2B as well. That's sort of a much tighter game of options. There's not, there's not as much overwhelm there with the B2B. I'll say that. So mm-hmm. we're very good at that. But the majority, you know, just like it is in the world, the majority of businesses want to hit that end consumer. So that's where we spend most of our time. So for somebody who maybe isn't involved in ad buying, but think is is starting to think about it, or they've been doing a little bit in-house and aren't sure kind of how it works. Can you give a little bit of an overview of the landscape these days? Yes. Yes. For any of you who have been to like a fair or a festival or a carnival, and you've walked up to a game and you say, you know, I want to win the biggest pink teddy bear up there. And how much cash do you go through out of your wallet within 60 seconds trying to win that thing? That's sort of what buying media is about right now out there. There are so many platforms and so many anecdotal stories on what different demographics are listening to, watching, consuming. Um, If you look at the different generations and all the different personas, every one of them has a different um, sort of menu of what they're spending their time on. And it's very, very fragmented. So Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as mass media these days, which there used to be where you could hit most of the people by running an ad on television, or you can hit most of the people on Facebook. Well, you can't anymore because ads are targeted at certain geos and certain demographics. And you have to have a very good understanding of the intentions of your customers and where they are to spend your ad, to spend your money wisely. And I have to tell you that all of those platforms will take your blank, your blank credit card and they will open your account and they will burn through all of your budget. And you may end up having the most expensive fourth quarter you've ever had. One thing that any media agency worth its salt, including us, brings to the table is that we know what the benchmarks are for different segments of the market. So we know in healthcare, here's a pretty generic average cost per impression or cost per this or cost per that um, on different platforms for consumer electronic goods, for travel, for all these different industries. So we know if it's way off or more efficient in very loose terms. And a lot of people working at various companies in these markets, they don't even have that cursory information because it changes all the time. It's not public. You have to really dig for it. And it's not something that's published. And it's not like the price of gas that you can drive around saying, how am I doing? Because I see it on every corner. It's very niche. So it's very easy to to burn your budget inefficiently. And so what are some of the innovative things that you're seeing? Uh, You know, uh, I was just in a meeting the other day and and a client didn't know what OTT is, for example. So types of platforms. Can you just explain a little bit about the options that companies have today to reach their audiences? That's a wonderful question. So um, I like to think about it. um, If you go to a family birthday party, you may have every generation there and some friends. And you may all be enjoying the same sort of show. And let's say, let's just be really general and say, let's say we're talking about a big sporting event. Um, And some people will have watched it on YouTube and some people will have watched it on broadcast. And then you were talking about OTT, which is over the top. And those are the things you add to your television device to bring your TV to you. And there's a lot of players in that market. 
and then there's streaming and then there's connected TV. And then there, it just goes on and on and on. And you may assume that everybody watched it in, in the same way you did. But the truth is, if you're on one of those ladder platforms that I talked about, you could be sitting right next to somebody watching on, on their own device and you're watching on your own device and you're being served two different sets of ads because your demographics are different than the person sitting next to you. It's highly targetable and there's no such thing as just hitting the masses. It's not going to happen. And that's actually a great thing. That's one of the advancements of marketing is that we can better target people based on their demographics, based on their behaviors, based on their uh, interests, those kinds of things. And so you probably get much better results these days than you used to when all you had to choose from were three television stations, right? Yeah, you would think so. But in those days, when there's three television stations, the top of the funnel was very active. So if you were looking to hit women aged 25 to 54 with a certain type of clothing, the good news is you're also hitting younger women who are coming up, you're hitting men who may want it, you know, unintended um, consumers, that was just all over the place, because you were hitting the masses. Now you're hitting a much more targeted group of people and you're praying that they convert and you, it's hard to be in every part of the funnel, the, you know, sort of the top, um, you know, interest and then, you know, activation and shopping and then pulling the trigger, the conversion on the bottom, because you're only paying for impressions in your target demo. So you can look at it both ways that it may be more efficient, but it's also more expensive to pull them through the funnel. Mm -hmm. And so what is sort of the, the best advice you could give to a, uh, a company who is thinking about media buying, but maybe hasn't done it before? So the advice that I would give anybody looking at fourth quarter um, in any industry is to understand what your goals really are and to research. It's, the key is research, 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 and planning. I would talk to industry groups about um, advertising trends they're seeing in your industry. I would talk to um, your suppliers. I would talk to your reps that go from business to business to business in your industry and really um, do your homework and know where other people are finding success. And think about your differentiating points from your competitors and play up what is unique about you in your creative message because you want to separate yourself from the pack. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great advice. So for women entrepreneurs, you have an agency you've so successfully built, uh, one of the fastest growing agencies in the country, top ranked by Adweek. Um, for women looking to break into a business, uh, seeking to grow rapidly in, in this kind of environment, what advice would you have for women CEOs? Well, the First piece of advice I think is the most important. It, it, it is this, you can do it. You can open your own business and succeed um, if you put your mind to it. And a lot of women don't even try um, because it's, it's not really a friendly um, landscape when you have kids to support, um, when you have aging parents you may be caring for. And all we've, we learned through COVID that a lot of that falls on women, right? and women left the workforce in droves. When you are your own boss, you, you do burn the candle at both ends, but you can you have now the flexibility and the freedom to, to work when you can work and to work how you'd like to work. And 
when I started my business, I only had a laptop. I didn't have an office. I didn't have any staff. I didn't have anything. But one thing that um, I did and I, I encourage women to do is to call on people who are your champions, who you've done good work for in the past and who believe in you, people you've helped professionally and ask them to go to bat for you and help you get your first few customers because nothing brings additional market share like those case studies and success stories. Once you have a few customers that really believe in you, ask them, who else should I be working with and swing above your weight? Because if you're dependable and reliable and do a good job, and I see this a lot, women can do many things successfully at one time. Um, if you can do it for one company or one business, you can do it for many. And then you can go out and hire other women to work for you because that's, you know, that's been a big key to our success here is that we're all juggling a lot of things, but if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. That's what we have going on here for sure. That's such great advice. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Janet. Your advice is spot on. Your company is doing something really important in the space because getting to your target customer, there isn't anything more important that you can do as a business to tee your company up for success. So thanks for sharing some information about what's working. If someone uh, who is listening wanted to get in touch with you, how would they best do that? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Sheila. Anybody can find me on LinkedIn. I'm at Janet-Casey, and I love to chat everyone up. So drop me a line. Great. Well, thank you, Janet. So appreciated having you on the podcast. Until next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. If you felt like this podcast interview captured your story, would you share it on social media? It's easy. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social accounts. Be sure to use hashtag CEO Founder Magic and tag anyone you think would be a great guest. I love to see your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to be sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe and we'll be excited to have you listen. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. And if you know of other business to business company CEOs who have compelling stories and who might like to be on this program as well, please visit KEO dot bz slash book today that's keo dot bz slash book today and if you want to know more about our fractional cmo program just go to our website do a, a search on services for fractional cmo or you can follow me on linkedin facebook and instagram at keo marketing thanks for listening we'll see you next time i'm sheila clefcorn and it's been a pleasure having you on ceo and founder Magic.